I'm required by my licensure to give patients options for care. And I do have patients who go, oh no, I don't want to lose the tooth. I want to keep the tooth in there. So it's like, okay, you want endodontic therapy. I can refer you to some of the top endodontists in New York, but you should know that 100% of root canal teeth will still show signs of infection and inflammation. At best, I would say five to seven years is probably before you start to see mm. the breakdown and decrease of the tooth, but there are people who still, they're afraid to lose the tooth and whatever. So I'm required by my license to give them options to care. If I told them what I would do personally, personally, I would remove the tooth, disinfect the bone, let it heal and do a ceramic implant. Welcome to the Nathan Crane Podcast. Nathan is a certified holistic cancer coach, 20-time award-winning documentary filmmaker, competitive CrossFit athlete, and best-selling author of Becoming Cancer-Free. With nearly two decades in independent natural health research and education, Nathan shares his top solutions for preventing and overcoming disease while optimizing health and improving human performance. Each week, Nathan brings on highly renowned experts to share natural and holistic health science, strategies, and breakthroughs for living your healthiest, happiest, and most fulfilling life. And now, here's Nathan Crane. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. Before we get started, I want to give you a free gift that I have spent over a decade researching thousands of hours of peer-reviewed studies and interviewing hundreds of of world-leading functional medical doctors and cancer conquerors that lays out a blueprint for helping your mind and body become a cancer-fighting fortress for natural cancer prevention and healing. And that's my Amazon number one best-selling book, Becoming Cancer-Free. The physical copy sells for like 10 bucks on Amazon, which you know you can go get that if you want, but I'm happy to give you the ebook absolutely free. Just head over to Becoming cancerfree.com and you can download that ebook instantly again that's becoming cancerfree.com and it's yours as a gift for me to you for tuning into this podcast all right let's get to the show welcome back to the podcast i am truly excited about this episode i have my friend dr jerry curatola here with us and we are going to be covering the ins and outs of dental health care especially a lot of things that maybe we've either been lied to misunderstood or don't understand about the mouth body connection about the microbiome the microflora in the in our mouths and the importance of that the tooth meridian connection uh, we're talking about implants and cavities and what you need to know to prevent and heal to have uh, not only healthy teeth and healthy gums and a healthy mouth but the direct connection to chronic disease and your teeth. I've actually done extensive research on the connection between uh, dental health and cancer specifically, and we know there's a direct correlation there between specific cancers in the body and dental health. And when we know what to do with our mouth and, and, and take care of our mouth properly, uh, take care of the bacteria properly, take care of our teeth properly, get the toxins out, put the good stuff in, then really sometimes miracles can happen. And there's nobody better to talk about that and nobody more experienced than Dr. Jerry Curatola. Jerry, man, thanks for uh, coming on the podcast. I'm so excited well, for this my conversation. Pleasure. My pleasure. I, I, uh, I'm always excited to, uh, to be connected 
uh, with someone like yourself, because I think you're doing an awesome job, Nathan, in in getting the word out and helping people to, you know, really wake up. And I, I was particularly um, struck when you said, you know, people have been lied to and misinformed and, and all that. And you know what? That's happening in dental schools. <laughs> you know, when I was when I was in dental school, for example, we know that amalgam fillings, what are often called silver fillings, are 52% mercury, 26% silver. They're, they should be called mercury fillings. Right. I mean, if you wanted to look at this in terms of fraudulent misrepresentation, calling a dental amalgam a silver filling is a fraudulent misrepresentation because the primary component is mercury. So I remember when I was in dental school, you know, I raised my hand. And I was like, uh, isn't like mercury the most neurotoxic element on earth? <laughs> and, and and they go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, wait a minute, wait, we're mixing it together with um, all these other alloys, copper, tin, silver, and, uh, and we're sticking it two inches from the brain. Uh, how could that be good? And they, they said to me, quote unquote, my instructor said, well, you know, the magic, the mercury is magically locked in. And I laughed. I'm like, magically. it's magically locked in. <laughs> you know, little, little, uh, did they know, like, uh, about 12 years ago, I was on the Dr. Oz show and there's a whole segment called toxic fillings. And Dr. Oz did this whole thing. It really upset the American Dental Association, which was founded by pro-mercury dentists in the late 1800s, pro-amalgam dentists, right? This was being introduced. There was a body of dentists that didn't want dental amalgam and a body of dentists that said, hey, it's great. It's better than the, uh, they used to put lead in teeth around the revolutionary days. They, they would fill teeth with lead. That didn't work out too well. Um, George Washington had a few of those. And uh, in addition to all kinds of issues, um, but um, the amalgam was introduced you know, in the late 1800s, right after the Civil War. And uh, and the American Dental Association was founded by pro-mercury dentists. Uh, and the American Dental Association had the patent on dental amalgam. So when we talk about misinformation, you know, fluoride is another issue that we can really, you know, sink our teeth into, pardon the expression, but uh, fluoride is a neurotoxin as well. Uh, there's over 70 studies, I think 72 studies, linking drinking fluoridated water, lowering IQ in children. Um, it is linked to uh, kidney disease and even cancer. And we're still dumping it in the water and it has been proven that it does not reduce decay. And yet in dental school, they are, you, you talk about fluoride like a sacred cow um, for dental health. And as if it's a nutrient, fluoride is not a nutrient. It is not safe and effective. There are plenty of studies that show that it has not reduced the level of decay um, in population. Matter of fact, there are fluoridated communities with lower rates of decay non-fluoridated communities, excuse me, like New Hampshire, with lower rates of decay than fluoridated. Most of Western Europe is not fluoridated, and there has been uh, statistically no difference in decay rates. Decay is all about sugar. It's about an imbalance of your microbiome. It has nothing to do 
with a toxic halide chemical that um, is is revered and you know in dental institutions. Um, and if they only did the research, they'd find out that it is not um, it's not everything that they thought it was cracked up to be. Hey, so if you've been following me for any time now, you know that I often talk about Helin. 951, the nitrogen fermented organic soy drink. I first learned about it at an integrative cancer event years ago, and I've been taking this myself for a long time. It's so potent and it has a strong flavor. So I add their organic mint powder to it and it's easy to take any time of day. I usually take it in the mornings. You know, I'm constantly looking into natural health products and the ones that catch my eye are the ones with years of proven results and the science and research to back them up. I love that Helin 951 checks all of these boxes. Made from a unique 100% organic soybean grown in the high mountains of Mongolia, Helin 951 has some incredible health properties. Just a few of the benefits are more energy, better sleep, detox, longevity, better immune function, and some fantastic anti-cancer compounds. The folks over at Helin have made a page just for our followers to learn more. You can head over to Helan951.com forward slash crane. That's H-A-E-L-A-N-951.com forward slash crane. They have special discounted packages there for you to get you started. And if you use the promo code crane, C-R-A-N-E, at checkout, they will also give you free shipping. So... Head over and grab this special offer for yourself and use the free shipping promo code CRANE or just give them a call if that's easier for you. They are so easy to work with and have over 32 years in the industry. Again, that's Helan951.com forward slash CRANE. You know, with the cold and flu season here, it's critically important that we enhance and strengthen our immune systems. Yes, would you agree? The problem is, though, that there's so much confusion out there when it comes to what actually works for our bodies and for our health. Well, I'll tell you what I used. I used Maison Beljansky's wellness products. Maison Beljansky's products are backed by science to not only help empower the immune system, but can support detoxification and contribute to our overall health. Coming from Europe, the all-natural Beljansky formulas are now available in the United States and are recommended by top doctors everywhere. A lot of the colleagues I work with, functional medicine practitioners that work with patients with all kinds of diseases, are recommending Maison Beljansky's products to their very own patients. As a special sponsor of this podcast, Maison Beljansky has included a very special discount offer for all of my listeners. You can get 15% off your first order using the promo code Nathan. And you'll always enjoy free shipping when you order four products or more. You can grab your wellness products today at MaisonBeljansky.com. That's M-A-I-S-O-N-B-E-L-J-A-N-S-K-I. MaisonBeljansky.com. And use code Nathan for 15% off. Have you heard of PEMF therapy for cancer? Well, this podcast is brought to you by Dr. Pollock, and he wants to share with you the groundbreaking research of pulsed electromagnetic field therapy in the treatment of cancer. Studies show PMF therapy can help control the cancer process and give safe, non-toxic, and non-invasive symptom management. PMF therapy may enhance other cancer support and treatments, lower inflammation, and promote tissue healing. Studies show it's possible to improve your general well-being and recuperate from surgery, 
radiation and chemo better and more quickly. Embrace a comprehensive approach to cancer treatment with PMF therapy, a vital tool on your path to prevention, treatment, and recovery. For caring and professional guidance and recommendations from Dr. Pollock, go to drpollock.com forward slash intro to cancer. That's drpawluk.com forward slash intro to cancer. This podcast is brought to you by Econugenics, the makers of Pectisol modified citrus pectin. Pectisol is clinically proven and backed by over 80 studies, six patents, and 30 plus years of clinical success. We're all familiar with inflammation and chronic diseases like cancer, but have you ever wondered where these health issues actually come from? You need to read more about an inflammatory protein called Galactin-3. It's been called by thousands of practitioners and research papers one of the root causes of nearly every chronic illness. Pectisol modified citrus pectin is the most researched Galactin-3 blocker on the market. It's been recommended by thousands of doctors for over 30 years to support oncology, immune health, and gentle detoxification. I personally use Pectisol, and I highly recommend it. Start your journey toward a healthier you with Pectisol Modified Citrus Pectin, and Econugenics is offering our listeners 15% off at econugenics.link forward slash ncrane15. You'll be able to use NCRANE15 as a discount code to get 15% off your order. Again, that's econugenics.link forward slash NCRANE15. So I want to get, I want to dig into a lot of this stuff with you during this podcast. And um, before we get into Florida, I want to stay on Mercury for a minute. Mercury, you mentioned Dr. Oz's show that you were on. Correct me if I'm wrong. I believe I saw that show a while back where he actually had a, like a plexiglass box Right. And they yep. had they had, a, I think, fake teeth in there with the same kind of mercury amalgams. And they were measuring because we've been told that the mercury does not leach out into your mouth. It doesn't leach into your bloodstream. It's totally safe in your mouth. Right. Which right. There, there's a lot of us who dug deep into the research over the years and realized we've been lied to about that. And so if that's the right, Dr. Osho, they actually measured in that box the amount of Mercury. I think all they did was like brush the teeth or something. Well, they, did, well, they had it set up. It was like a plexiglass box. You're yeah. right. And they had teeth in there and they had like a mechanical toothbrush yeah. going over the teeth. And, and then they had a mercury vapor analyzer Yes, uh, in there. And as the brushing was going on, you saw this vapor being registered on this mercury vapor analyzer. And I want to tell you something. Amalgam off gases dental amalgam, mercury fillings, off gases all the time. You drink something hot, uh, you grind your teeth, you brush your teeth every day, you get small amounts of off gassing. But the greatest amount of mercury exposure is when they're first put in and when dentists drill them out. So you should never, ever, ever have a dentist drill out a dental amalgam without a safe removal protocol. Because believe it or not, if OSHA, went into dental offices, when a dental amalgam was being taken out, there would be unsafe levels of mercury vapor where that dental office would be shut down. You, How about that? You basically need, so, so one, they showed right there, you know, conclusively that just brushing your teeth released unsafe levels of vapor mercury into the air, right? That, that was on there. Now, the American Dental Association came back and said, well, it was done in a dry environment, saliva. <laughs> 
keeps the vapor down. So, oh yeah, the mercury goes in saliva and you swallow it, you know? Um, there are people with multiple amalgam fillings that all have all kinds of digestive problems. The symptoms of mercury toxicity and Alzheimer's disease are identical, line for line. How about that? Yeah, um, it's a neuro. It's a neurotoxin. It's literally we know that mercury literally poisons the brain, causes brain cellular brain correct. damage, which can lead to to Alzheimer's. Right there, I mean, mercury is. Oh my gosh, I have pages of the damaging effects of mercury. It's a carcinogen. It causes cancer. It's a neurotoxin. It's an endocrine disruptor. I mean, it is like the probably the most poisonous thing that we one of the most poisonous elements we know on the planet and yet we think it's safe to put in our mouths and our teeth it just it blows my mind how that yeah. even you know made yeah. it as you said in 18 late 1800s or 1900s there's a lot of money involved in this right i got so excited i knocked my glasses off <laughs> <laughs> you, are, you are so right um one of the things that <clears throat> Again, you know what I wanted to say? My daughter is in her first year of dental school. And she has been, you know, around me for a long time, obviously. And she is very, very holistically minded. I mean, she's a yogi and, and all this stuff. And she's excited to go into dentistry to help people because she sees how biologic dentistry is so important to improve oral and systemic health, mental health, physical health, spiritual health. I mean, you name it. Um uh, really, biologic dentistry um, uh, is on the front line. Uh, you know, you cannot biohack your body, your gut and your mind and everything else if you don't have a healthy mouth. So here she is in dental school, Nathan, and she's being fed archaic science that is not only inaccurate, but harmful. And she's being fed this garbage about fluoride, about dental amalgam <laughs> and everything still to this day, and she's horrified by it. And so she literally, on the fluoride topic, she literally undressed the professor, but then she didn't want to be scorned. And what was interesting, it's like it's like doctors and their uh, consenting opinions about vaccines. They were afraid to speak up mm. about, wait a minute, wait a minute, we really didn't do any safety stator on this mRNA stuff and what's going on here. Um, they... Um, the, the the other dental students were actually kind of ganging up on her when she was speaking out as a consenting voice. So this is the part that I realized, wow, you know, the bit, my biggest uh, drive right now is to get into dental schools where I'm trying to get New York University to open the first center for um, integrative and biologic dentistry, just to understand the philosophy of that. And because, you know, everybody's talking about it. You can't dispute the oral systemic link. So I wrote this book. I don't know if you remember, I wrote this book mm -hmm. uh, in 2016. It came out, it was distributed by Hachette. 2017, there's a- um, The mouth body, a, for those who are only listening, the, he's talking about the mouth body connection. Yeah. Right, right. And now there's, you know, obviously there are thousands and thousands of studies that, inflammation in the mouth and toxicity in the mouth can doesn't only make your teeth bad but it has profound systemic effects and by the way dr uh western price who is i yep. think there should be a statue of him in front of the american dental association dr western price in 
1917 was lecturing in, in, to the St. Louis Dental Society on the relationship of mouth infection to systemic disease. And he was scoffed at. He was literally, um, they thought he was a quack. They, they didn't believe it. And um, the reality is, is that now there's a, there's an OSHA, you know, uh, oral systemic health association and all this stuff, but they're still, so they're in the right church, but they're still swallowing these old, you know, fluoride and xylitol and amalgam is not bad, you know, root canals, uh, you know, if done, pro if done bio, I've even heard this term biologic root canal, which I laugh. It reminds me of jumbo shrimp and military intelligence. It's an oxymoron. You cannot do a root canal and be biologic, okay? Because root canal is, it was a great idea, but what we know now, histologically, 100% of root canal teeth produce endotoxins, which are bacterial byproducts and bacterial byproducts. They're inflammatory. They're inflammatory. It's a source of chronic inflammation. And it's that chronic inflammation that really wrecks your body as well. So I want to give a little background for people who don't know you. Um, you established the Biologic Dentistry Center in Rhode Island. Uh, you serve on the advisory board of the Bioregulatory Medical Institute in uh, Kentucky, right? Um, you're the adjunct clinical associate professor in cariology. I had to look up that word, by the way, before our interview. Yep. And, and I love and I love the meaning of cariology, like the prevention and treatment of like the basically a focus on prevention of decay of the teeth, right? Right. It's study of prevention. And yeah, exactly. It's and you know, you would think it's cariology and comprehensive care, which um, that department at New York University, you know, just the word, the study of cariology, that really is a European uh, derivative <clears throat> because we used to just call it restorative dentistry, you know, restorative dentistry. And now we call it cariology and comprehensive care, which starts to shift the focus to the root causes of what's causing dental caries. I love it. And, uh, and for those who don't know, you also established the Curatola Wing for Clinical Research at NYU uh, back in 2006 to further support oral, oral systemic translational research. You're also the recipient of the Acton Medal from NYU for Outstanding Contributions to the University. You're listed in the Guide to America's Top Dentists, the Leading Physicians of the World, the Top Dentists of New York, and uh, definitely a pioneer in or oral microbiome research and dental toxicity. So um, you're you know, definitely more than highly qualified to be speaking on this subject. And uh, the, the term biologic. So can you define that for people? Because it's just like integrative medicine is kind of becoming a buzzword or holistic medicine. I went to a vet the other day who calls yeah. herself a holistic vet. And when I went there, she had a bunch of garbage. She had the worst dog food on the shelves full of sugar and toxins. <laughs> she had the worst exactly. treats. She, I asked her about, you know, this, um, this flea medication that she puts on her dogs and and I know that medication, it's very toxic. It's very poisonous. Loaded with toxic chemicals, right? Yeah. And I asked her like, what, you know, what do you think about this? She, and she got all defensive and she was, and I guess the reason she called herself holistic because she had like a little red light therapy or something. I'm like, dude, this is not holistic medicine, you know, holistic, biological, I'm, integrative. I'm so glad you said that. I'm People so are just like taking that. this word as a buzzword, I think for marketing and they have, yeah, they're definitely totally. not holistic. So what can you define what a biological yeah. dentist Thank is? Thank you. Thank you. You know, 
I want to tell you something, and you and I are both spiritual guys, and and biologic med biologic dentistry is rooted in biologic medicine. Biologic medicine is a philosophy of care. It is not uh, biologic dentistry and biologic medicine is not a specialty. It's not like oh, I'm, I'm a, like you know, I'm a uh, I'm a uh, you know, oral surgeon. This that biologic dentistry is a philosophy of care, and it is based on a, a deep-rooted principle that we have. Um, it, it's probably one of the most, you know, not to use a very trite term, but it's it's a very holistic philosophy um, that brings together, and it was really the connector for me for bringing together mind, body, spirit in our work. And mind, body, spirit is more than a cliche. It's more than an expression. So biologic medicine believes and biologic dentistry being a part of that that we have the, a life force we, in biologic medicine we call it the field in ayurveda they call it prana in chinese medicine they call it chi in the western world we call it our spirit mm -hmm. but scientifically we call it a field it's yep. an electromagnetic field that can be quantified extends from our body it was always kind of i always knew i was a spiritual guy i always felt spirit in me you know uh and i knew i always wanted to be connected to that higher power god uh i always knew that from when i was a little boy um but i never could quantify it and so there is a life force and in biologic medicine we call it the field that gives us the divine capacity to self-regulate and heal in other words we are made in such a wonderful way to be able to regulate and heal. We don't heal when there is interference in that field. Some of the greatest interference in that field comes from your mouth. Um, the greatest amount of toxicity, the greatest amount of chronic low-grade inflammation, beginning with gum disease, which is epidemic, comes from that, uh, comes from the mouth. And it affects the entire field, which is why I had to, you know, because most dentists, you know, they're like, when I came out of dental school, Nathan, the number one reason why dentists were being sued was because they were such mechanics of the teeth that they didn't even look at the gums. Mm -hmm. So the failure to diagnose periodontal disease, gum disease, which dentists were like, they'd be going to the patients would be going to the same dentist for 20 years. And all of a sudden their teeth are falling out and the teeth are moving. It's like, oh, Oh, you got gum disease. <laughs> but the dentist was so like with the blinders on the teeth. Oh, we got to do a filling, Nathan. Oh, Nathan, you need a crown. Oh, Nathan, we're going to do a bread. And, and it's all of that, that they weren't even diagnosing. Wow. One of the largest sources of chronic low-grade inflammation to the body because gum disease wasn't about all your teeth falling out. Gum disease is linked to everything from Alzheimer's disease to colorectal cancer, pregnancy complications, heart disease. Um stroke, five types of cancer, pancreatic cancer, 67%, higher incidence of pancreatic cancer. That's from Harvard University in 2006. Um, lung cancer, um, osteoarthritis, rheumatoid arthritis. I mean, all of these uh, autoimmune diseases all linked to gum disease. So it's really important that dentists and dentists still think like mechanics that was that was like you know they think like mechanics of teeth and i my my heartfelt 
you know, call to action at this stage of my life is to help dentists embrace the importance of being a physician of the mouth in helping to understand their role uh, in ministering to the patient because the patient is a, you know, I walk around my office here all day long and I have some amazing young dentists who are, who are with me in this group. And I walk around and I always say, you know, you're not a mechanic of teeth. Remember, you're treating a life force. <laughs> and that regulation and self-healing and regulation occurs on five levels. The microbial level, and that's where microbiome, and I know you pointed out, you know, I spent a lot of years, you know, I even developed a, mic a pro-microbial toothpaste to balance the microbiome. We'll talk about that, but um, there's microbial regulation and understanding the unique relationship between man and microbe that goes back to when we were formed. Uh, we were made of, I believe, you know, we're made of microbes. Even in uh, in that verse in the Bible, Genesis uh, chapter two, verse seven, and God took from the dust of the earth and breathed his spirit into it. Um, it's not really dust. It was microbial slime because the word translates in the ancient Hebrew and Aramaic to slime god took from slime breathed his spirit we became mind body spirit right and our mitochondria and a bacterium are similar shape they divide the same they hold genetic information so there's a whole theory whether you're a creationist like i am or an evolutionist um there's a whole theory that we were made of microbes uh, that our mitochondria of every cell in our body uh, may have been bacterial in origin way back when. When the earth was just covered, scientists agree we were covered with microbial slime. So yeah. that microbial regulation in the body is one of the most basic levels that our bodies regulate and heal. And we know when it's not regulated, dysbiosis is linked to tons of disease, almost every disease, yep. in my opinion. 100%. Health. Yeah, and people who uh, have excessive exposure to antibiotics, especially as a child, uh, people who were born as a C-section instead of a vaginal cavity birth because the C-section, yep. you get the, the microbiome, you get the bacteria of the hospital versus the importance of the bacteria from the vaginal cavity of being born. This has all been directly, you know, studied in terms of how it affects the microbiome that you have. If you have, you know, antibiotics, a lot of antibiotics as a kid, like I did growing up, uh, you're significantly more prone to gut dysbiosis, autoimmune disease, allergies, Definitely. all kinds Even of mental health, you know, you mental health yep. makes neurotransmitters for your brain. So if you're not, if your serotonin and dopamine are out of whack, it may not be that you need Prozac. It may mean that you need your gut fixed hundred percent and your gut and regulated. And that's the problem with much of medicine is symptom driven rather than looking at root cause. Exactly. And, and you know, Air farmer uh, empire that was built on there's a drug for everything there's a pill for everything rather than fixing I mean I was I'm, I was recently I treated a patient uh, big guy big strapping marine uh, kind of like built like you <laughs> and uh, he um, he came to me and all of a sudden out of nowhere this guy did you know three tours in the military and he's he's uh, an Iron Man and all this stuff and he has high blood pressure. And so they put him on three blood pressure medications, three blood pressure medications. He's 44 years old. And 
uh, his functional medicine doctor, thank God, heard me speak somewhere about how obstructive sleep apnea can be linked to blood pressure. And this guy had an airway deficiency where when we opened his airway and he could breathe and get oxygen at night, his blood pressure went right down. Oh, wow. And, and it was all the shape of his mouth and the fact that his tongue was tied and sitting in the back of his throat. Now, so, is he, now could you solve that in many cases with, uh, an appliance. Not, not with mouth an taping? Like tie release, myofunctional therapy, tongue tie release, and an appliance that remodels the stem cell, uh, remodels the maxil maxillar and mandible. It actually stimulates stem cell activity so that you can expand the arch to make more room for the tongue. A lot of people, their, their mouths are squashed. They have a high vaulted palate and they're, and it, you know, we breathe here, my thumbs are the palate, but when you have a high vaulted palate, now you have restricted nasal breathing. So when we expand the arch, that comes down. And so, you know, these are amazing orthopedic appliances we have available in dentistry that helps with something that is so important, breathing. And we could talk about that more, but getting back to the five levels of regulation healing, we have a microbial level, we have biochemical pathways that get dysregulated. Thyroid, thyroid gets dysregulated. How? Heavy metals in teeth, mercury fillings, nickel and crowns. Um, also, um, what about what about like X-rays? Uh, lots of flying, you know, MRIs, X-rays, flying on airplanes often can those affect the thyroid? One hundred percent. We use uh, we give everyone in this office if they have uh, whether they have a cone beam or a little dental X-ray, we always give them. We use these drops under the tongue that help to protect them and to regulate and protect the thyroid. Thyroid is a very sensitive organ. And there's the an iodine? hypothyroidism. Are you using iodine well, or what are you using? Iodine, there's also Irish moss. There's a bunch of different ingredients that are good. I like using more herbal support for the thyroid, <clears throat> but yes, iodine too. So I just got, I just got um, a blood panel back. I'm doing... I'm doing 90 days of urine therapy, by the way. I just started. I'm on day four. We, we have a mutual friend, Jonathan Otto. Oh, I, yes, we I, do. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I just interviewed him on the podcast. We spent two and a half hours on urine therapy. And I said, by, at the beginning, I said, by the end of this podcast, uh, I want you to try and convince me to you know, drink my own urine. And, and he did. And so I'm doing an experiment. I did a ton of blood testing, multiple labs three different uh, blood test labs that I'm going to comprehensive as well as multiple urine toxicity, heavy metal, toxic exposure, mo three different urine labs. And um, anyway, then I'm going to basically, the only thing I'm going to do is urine therapy for 90 days. And then I'm going to retest everything and see what happens. Right? That's brilliant. And um, let me know because I was also <laughs> very skeptical, <laughs> but you know what? There is a lot of science in it. So that's and what I'm finding out is I'm, is lot, I'm researching is it and there's a lot of science from the early 1900s through the mid 1900s. Yes. And then all of a sudden, 1950, 1960, it kind of like cuts off. And Correct. it seems to be an, you know, a pretty plausible explanation for that. Um, you know, they were getting, yeah. they were seeing some interesting things with it, helping with cancer patients. Oh, yeah. And, you know, Dr. Brzezinski basically uh, synthesized peptides and amino acids from urine to create 
antineoplastine, which he was using to treat cancer patients very successfully. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, and I'm curious if, you know, too much iodine, for example, can increase the TSH too high to where it's like hypothyroid. Um, I'm also, right. I also travel a lot on a lot of planes. I've had multiple MRIs recently, multiple x-rays. Yeah. I, I would definitely recommend you have a, there's a number of good um, thyroid support just to kind of support the ability. Remember, you, you know, you want to support your body's ability to regulate and heal. Yeah. You heal yourself. Doctors don't heal you. That's what I'm always, uh, you know, I always tell patients, I'm like, I don't heal you. I mean, I've seen cancers go in remission. I've seen, you know, autoimmune disease disappear. I had a patient who came to me, I treated their jaw cavitation. Literally, we were worried because we have an apartment in one of our offices where you have to walk up a flight of stairs, but it's for patients to stay. And this woman needed a walker. And after I treated the cavitation, um, literally immediately, all the inflammation started to go. And it was like so dramatic that she walked up those stairs under her her own uh, her own power, not her husband carrying her or anybody else. They were both like in tears the next day wow. because they were like, I can't believe this. And I'm like, I didn't do anything. All I did was probably take out a really toxic area that was festering with parasites, mold, candida, lime spiral, you know, all these things because dead areas of bone in the jaw with what we call cavitations are like Petri dishes for pathogens. It's warm, it's dark, it's moist, and it's necrotic. There isn't a good blood supply. And most of us, you know, we didn't even learn about this in dental school. I learned this in Europe, in Switzerland and Germany. So we regulate uh, microbially, biochemically, energetically, right? Every tooth is connected to an organ system. I tell people, you know, meridian flow in the body is, is real. That's how acupuncture works. You know, we, and, and the, our fascia of the body has all these neurovascular bundles, these meridian channels that travel and they have actually identified from the tooth to an organ with these meridian channels. And it's really important to understand that because it's one of the major pathways that the body wants to regulate and heal. When we block that, the, the interference I was speaking about in the field, when we block, block that energy flow, it's like the, um, the field is uh, is affected. And I always say it's like Star Trek, you know, the Enterprise, you know, is flying along and the, you know, the Klingons, which could be, you know, a cancer cell. We, you know, we fight cancer cells every day, but the Klingons fire a missile. And if the shield's up, it bounces off. But when the shield's down and Captain Kirk is saying, Scotty, we need more. And she's like, she won't hoard Captain, all that. And the shield's down. That's when the ship takes a hit. So our bodies take a hit when our shield isn't up. And so a major important part of our immune system is our energetic immune system, not just our cellular immune system, microbial immune system, and, and, and our, my, you know, our ability for our microbiome. People don't realize our microbiome protects us. In the mouth, it actually, the oral microbiome transports minerals from saliva to remineralize your teeth and it transports uh, oxygen, uh, molecular oxygen to your gums and it takes 
ionic and free radical ionic oxygen and free radicals away your bacteria your bacterial community when it's in balance is doing that when it's out of balance it's causing dysbiosis and decay and gum disease and all the other things we see so we regulate microbially biochemically energetically and the last two are the ones that you know really start to give you a big picture of how we're we're basically spirit beings that inherit in you know inherit this tent of the body and that's uh psycho-emotional so psycho-emotional bruce lipton wrote the book the biology of belief what you believe changes the way your cells communicate yeah one of the first things i ask patients when i operate is do you believe you're going to get better and if they tell me i don't know i've been sick for so long i got chronic Lyme patients they talk like that sometimes because they've been sick a long time and they can't shake it and before i go in and treat a cavitation or take out an infected tooth i always ask them you know, do you believe you're going to get better? And if they say, yeah, that's why I'm here, right on, let's go. But if they say, I don't know, I'm like, you got to figure that out because I don't even want to treat you unless you are in the mindset to manifest, you, you know, to set your intention to manifest what where your head is at. Because there are a lot of people out there who are sick and they get stinking thinking. And stinking thinking is a major problem when you're trying to heal. So that's the psycho-emotional regulation our bodies do. That's the mind, right? It's in your field, the mind. 100%. But the fifth level, fifth level is how you keep that field charged. And that fifth level is spiritual. And I always tell people, that's like, you know, your Tesla ain't going to run unless you plug it in and recharge it. So how do we recharge from the fifth level, what we call the spiritual level in biologic medicine? Meditation, prayer, uh, centering, mindfulness, you know, anything you do to center, get out of your head and out of your body, and out of your body and out of your head. You could work out all day long. You still have to get out of your head. So anyway, all right, that's my shtick on why biologic dentistry is way more than just doing safe mercury removal and, you know, and, and having red light therapy. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's much more alignment with, uh, what I believe as well. And, and, uh, what I, yeah. think we need a lot more of, we need a lot more dentists trained in true biologic, uh, and, and doctors as well. Right. And so we would see yeah. a lot of the health that's conditions disappear significantly. I want to go to, that's why I'm, I'm committed by the way, Nathan, that's the major part of my life right now is teaching, teaching, teaching and getting, cause I get people call me all the time. You have a biologic dentist in Las Vegas. You have a biologic dentist in Seattle. You have a biologic dentist in here. And there's like only a handful of us that yeah. I would even trust that understand this philosophy because it is a profound multidimensional philosophy that affects every area of dental practice. So I have a, uh, she calls herself, you know, a biologic holistic dentist. Uh, I actually went, to the dentist for tooth cleaning this morning, right before our podcast. <laughs> I just got back a little bit ago before we started. Um, and, and she knew you, I mentioned your name. She said, Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so I have a question to ask you, uh, cause they, they, um, I have a cavity that seems to, I've, I've noticed it there for quite a while, maybe a few years even, but it seems to have, uh, actually grown to where they can see it, uh, on the camera, right. They showed me, uh, one of my back molars. 
And it seems to have grown quite a bit since my last visit with them like six months ago. Um, and, you know, they don't use any fluoride. They do use, you know, natural materials and minerals and things like that. I've questioned them in depth about, you know, are you guys actually holistic? Are you, you know, are you using antibiotics? <laughs> what do you use? Are you using fluoride? No. Um, she mentioned, I wrote it down. So I want to ask you for a feeling she recommends she uses something. I think the brand is called Voco Vaco. Yeah. Uh, it's an Admira fusion porcelain based. Yeah. So I introduced that to the biologic dentist about 10 years ago because all the filling material had bisphenols. It was bis-GMA resin. So it was bisphenol A, glycidyl methacrylate, which is crap. It's plastic, chemical, loaded with BPA. <laughs> so yeah, they wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't touch a plastic water bottle in your car, in a hot car, but you have these fillings in people's mouths at 98.6. The worst part is, I went on Dr. Oz talking about toxic fillings and everybody got scared to take their fillings out and the amalgam fillings out. And these dentists were throwing in BPA, you know, they were like just sticking BPA in. So, uh, so let's, uh, let's talk about that first and then get back to cavities, but because you know, that's, that is on my top 10 list on my toxins uh, presentation that I teach at the top 10 cancer causing toxins and what to do to get the toxins out of your body. One of my top 10 advanced strategies for detox is to have your mercury. There's, if you look in your mouth and you see, you know, silver looking amalgams, they are most guaranteed mercury based, right? Mercury right. amalgams, your silver amalgams removed safely by a biologic dentist who knows how to do it. So you don't want to just go to any dentist, right? And just say, Hey, can you remove these? Like it's gotta be somebody who's trained in it properly to do it safely because of the cavitation, because of the mercury off gassing, because of being able to clean the bacteria out of the cavitation, right? Can you talk about that? The importance of finding the yeah. right dentist yeah. to remove them? So you're talking about the cavity, right? There's decay around an amalgam and that's a cavity. Cavitation is a made up word by an orthopedic surgeon, actually pathologist and um, a, a uh, uh, orthopedic pathologist who was finding these dead areas of bone where there was no fever, no pain, and no swelling. And in 1931, he came up with the word, a cavity is a hole in a tooth, a cavitation is a hole in the jaw. Yeah. So cavitations refer to those areas of osteonecrosis in the jaw. So right. Well, and I was, the reason I brought that up is because very oftentimes, certainly in a root canal, um, but sometimes in other teeth, you'll find cavitations in the jaw, right? Yes. Yes. That's absolutely right. Um, so the cavity in your tooth, taking that out, um, it's interesting. A lot of people have mixed metals in the mouth, right? They'll have a dental amalgam, which is a silver mercury filling. And, but on the other, but opposing it, they'll have a crown made of gold. Mm. And now you have galvanism because the metals, dissimilar metals create like almost like a little electric current. And it actually, the effect of that current is to crank more mercury out. And so it becomes like a mercury motor <laughs> to crank oh, it out. Wow. Oh, so, crazy. you know, you really want to make sure that you look at the whole mouth. Every biologic dentist evaluates your mouth and just doesn't take out a filling that is amalgam. And then you want to make sure the restorative part of that, what you replace that dental amalgam with, is going to withstand chewing pressure. It's going to be harmonious with the rest of the teeth. And that word harmonious is really important because a lot of dentists create disharmony in the mouth. 
they shift the bite. They're not good. You know, there, and there's a lot of good dentists, unfortunately, that are not biologic and a lot of biologic dentists that aren't good. So I'm, you know, it's that dilemma, you know, and everybody feels like, oh, good. I got to, I got a biologic dentist who believes me, who believes that dental amalgam is harmful. They believe that, you know, root canals can be toxic. They believe that, you know, if wisdom teeth are not removed properly, you could have a hole in your jaw that could harbor a lot of garbage um, if, if it's been there a very long time and you've been exposed to a lot of different toxicity. So it's great that they know they're awake, they're awake right? right? Being awake. And now it's a matter of getting them properly skilled and trained to know what to do to put in there. Uh, so I often recommend when you have your dental amalgams removed safely, try to go for a ceramic filling because a lot of times plastic fillings even BPA-free composite can wear down quickly from chewing pressure. So you want to use um, some sort of ceramic or you know hybrid material that is composite ceramic that can function well under the chewing pressure. And if you're a grinder, you know, and uh, you're you know you may wear down uh, teeth quicker. So I would recommend. Uh, that you uh, that the biologic dentist use a stronger material um, doesn't mean you have to go. I don't think I, I we are at a state where I could confidently say there is no need for um, for metal in the mouth. Mm. We have non-metal dental implants. We have non-metal appliances. We have non-metal fillings. We have non-metal bridges and crowns. We do not need metal. And, uh, you know, one of the metals that we thought was safe was titanium, like in dental implants made of a metal called titanium. And, you know, when I first did my first titanium implant in 1988, which was early in this osseointegrated implant world, they used to call it osseointegrated. Well, now we know they don't really integrate if they're metal. What we see is bone grows around them fast, but it's more like scar tissue bone. The body wants to wall it off and get rid of it. Um, it is not... Uh, vascular bone, which has a blood supply. We see vascular bone growing around ceramic implants. Mm. What we now, call cer now ceramic implants. What I've researched on those is like there are uh, some dentists who are kind of at the cutting edge of that um, are having issues. Like some people are having issues. Maybe the dentist isn't okay. good enough with it or something. Are they are so they by harder? The, by the way, I'm on the cutting edge of that. Yeah, I've yeah. actually invented attachments because there's a, there's three issues with ceramic let's just talk about that metal ceramic metal is called titanium ceramic zirconium some of the people and a lot of dentists are like oh only the metal work that you use ceramic doesn't work there's a whole different bone morphology there's a whole different way that you have to approach this and there's a whole important protocol and I'm working on a book right now related to that because a lot of dentists just don't understand it and they want to use zirconium, but they don't really understand why they have more problems. And there's three things. One, titanium implants, which we were, you know, I was, you know, I was very hip on it because I thought, wow, the body loves this metal. It just grows right around it. But when you look at histology studies, when you look on a cellular level, you see that the bone is very dense and there isn't a blood supply. It's more sclerotic. 
Second thing is, and big topic right now is that that titanium corrodes, and it and it it it. Uh, there's been a study, July 2021, on titanium particles being found in the liver, the kidneys, and the lungs, and that it corrodes. Wow. Why does it corrode? Saliva is an electrolyte. It, it interacts, and you get this corrosion. You often see it in the soft tissue first, the gum tissue, and that's called periimplantitis. But then you see it, you know, where the bone is just resorbing around the implant, like the body's trying to get rid of it. So you see this sclerotic bone and then you see this loss of bone. Uh, and so now we know titanium is not all what it's cooked up to be. And then in biologically, we know the metal blocks meridian flow. So now you have the same thing as if it was a root canal, the, the, the titanium implant and the root canal both produce endotoxins and 100% of them do. And you also see uh, this blockage of energetic flow and meridian flow. So now let's look at zirconium. Zirconium is different. It's, it's actually more rigid than the titanium, the ceramic. It's, you know, zirconium is also called a white metal, you mm -hmm. know, and, uh, and it's not, it's ceramic, but it, they call it a white metal uh, because it's hard. It's very, very hard. Like fake diamonds are made of zirconium, you know, the, so it is ceramic. It takes longer for the bone to grow. So we don't put a crown on it in three months. We wait six months. Mm. You gotta let the bone really grow around there. Now, what's the advantage? We find that that bone is more vascular, meaning it has more blood. And saliva is the lifeblood of teeth. Your blood is literally the lifeblood of bone. Your bone, for bone to be healthy, it needs a blood supply. If you don't have a blood supply, you're not going to have healthy bone. You're going to have dead bone. Uh, that's one of the problems in cavitations, that there isn't blood there. It's stagnant. Um, second thing about zirconium, they haven't really gotten the prosthetic components down, so it's kind of harder to restore. And that's where I've been doing a lot of work because I have you know, 40 years of prosthetic background in, in doing dental prosthetics. And so we're actually developing more porcelain and ceramic pretty attachments to make it look like a healthy tooth. Um, and then the third thing is, is you really have to understand that you don't want to, a big thing in dental implantology is you take a tooth out, you stick an implant in the same day, you know, it's called immediate, immediate placement, immediate loading. And you really have to uh, shift when you do zirconium to understand that sometimes you just got to let the bone heal and then place the ceramic implant and then, you know, wait those six months and place the crown on. So if you respect the science, if you respect the science between zirconium technology and the human jaw, then you have very successful results. Unfortunately, there are too many dentists out there that still think that it's the same as titanium just a different material and they try and restore them the same. And then when they fail, they go, well, I guess, you know, they don't work as good and okay. they don't really. So that's probably, that's doing. probably the stories that I've heard of them failing is they just didn't wait long enough. They didn't understand it properly enough. Um, yes. Yes. Got it. Yeah. Because really I actually, the reason I was looking into it, I heard of ceramic um, implants quite a while ago. And I was, the reason I was thinking of it is because I had, so I had root canals. Um, with these two front teeth when I was a teenager 
and then they never like healed properly or whatever, never got them filled uh, or the feeling came out. Something happened. I was a crazy teenager. I don't even remember exactly, but basically <laughs> it had to be an injury. It had to be a sports injury or something with you. I think it was punch. I think it was street fighting, uh, street <laughs> fighting and too, you know, too many brawls and drunken nights and just stupidity, you know, you and, were Rambo, uh, you were Rambo. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, unfortunately. And so, um, you know, those, these two teeth were dead. I had to have them pulled a few years root later canal. because they were like, oh, yeah, told, yeah, yeah. they were already root canal and then they were basically like completely dying and so turning they, black and stuff. Any implants on you? No, I have a, I have a, I have a flipper. Oh, dude. Wow. So I've had this for like, All right. We got to get you up here. <laughs> I've had this for probably since I was like 20 years old. So I've had it for. 20 or 21. Wow. So I've had it for like 16 years and I've looked into getting implants, uh, the last couple of years. The problem is because I've had this for these teeth missing for so long. And I just use, um, uh, you know, the, the flipper thing, um, the bone has recessed so much. So I don't even yes. know if it's possible for me. By the way, I'm gonna, not, not to be the, uh, not to give you more, you know, bad news. What happens when you wear that type of appliance, is it presses on the bone and bone will resorb in the direction of force. For example, when you have a crooked tooth, you put force on this side, the bone resorbs on this side so that the tooth that's like this moves like this yeah. because there's absorption in the direction of the force and then deposition a new bone behind it. So you move a tooth from this to this. When you have an appliance, you're pressing in a vertical direction. So you're continuing the resorption of bone because of the direction of the force of the appliance against the tissue. Makes sense. So yeah. that's why my advice for you as a, as a handsome young man, <laughs> you know, you're in the prime of your life is that uh, you should not have that. I would want to get you out of that appliance, whether we would go to a fixed bridge or whether we would go to graft and place ceramic implants it's a process. Now, um, with so the, with the, if the bone has receded significantly, then, you know, the, the odds of the implant stain are reduced, right? Of the implant being successful. Is that correct? You'd have to augment the bone first. Mm. Augment the bone first, then place the ceramic implants. So, but again, the uh, gold standard for you is um, a column beam. The 3D combine. Let's see what's going on. Yeah. So when you do that, you're yeah, looking you at. You showed me that flipper before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, now I did. I had a I chance to actually off. show you. That's why I want one of the things I we wanted to talk help. to you about. <laughs> we'll do it on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's been interesting. I think we're violating it. HIPAA. I'm violating HIPAA with you. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so what yeah so going to root canals because i actually was really happy i had those teeth pulled um and didn't yes. have them in for that long as i later yeah. as i started researching natural health and realized you know the detrimental effects of root canals how root canals are basically you're leaving a dead organ in your body right and and there's yes. no other medicine that would ever leave a dead organ in your body if the organ's dead I mean, I 
you got to take it out or re replace it. But here you are. You leave this dead tooth in there. You've, you've taken out the blood supply, the nerve supply, and you're basically, you know, allowing bacteria to fester in there. And that root canal can, you know, yeah, of course, you know, you don't want to. I just got into, I just got into big trouble because at the Beljansky Cancer Conference, I got up and said, the worst invention in modern healthcare is the root canal. And I said, root canals, and somebody was videoing and they put it out on the, uh, they put it out on the internet. I said, root canals dysregulate your immune system and they're linked, da, 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 and, and they can even be linked to cancers. You know, well, they took it and edited it and said, root canals cause cancer. And I had every root canal specialist in the country, like, you know, like literally uh, sending me hate mail. Oh, shoot. Uh-oh. <laughs> And I was like, I was like, yeah. you know, I said, then I said something like, you know, the endodontists are like taxidermists of teeth, you know, they're, <laughs> they're the, they might as well be dental undertakers, you know, then I started saying this stuff and I have some very good friends and I actually had to say, when a patient is in pain an endodontist can get you out of pain and really save you from a lot of misery. And at best, uh, a root canal is a temporary procedure. Because we know that everything dead in the human body will necrose, it will decompose, it will break down. That's why when I take out these old root canals that are infected, they crumble as we're getting Yo, them out. You know? Yeah, my really, te my teeth fell really, when they pulled really, them. They when they pulled yeah, my teeth, disgusting. they fell they're apart. They were in, they had to pull them out in pieces, in chunks. It was they were totally yes. dead. And it was the crazy. The best part of that is that often. I do pathology studies on those dead teeth, on the area of the bone that I'm cleaning out. And when I do those studies, we often find parasites. We find antibiotic resistant bacteria. We find candida, mycotoxins, tons and tons of mycotoxins. And that's what that's what's brewing around these root canal teeth. So when I started seeing that, I was like, and then I started hearing, you know, stories from patients like, Oh my God, you know, I had this chronic sinusitis, it's gone. I had this, you know, um, I, I had this um, asthma, I had my colon, my gut, this and that, that totally changed. And I was like, you know, in the early years uh, of my career, I was like, oh, coincidence, coincidence. Once I really understood and studied biologic medicine as much as I did, probably, I'm probably the most highly educated biologic dentist alive. And, and some of them have bits of the puzzle, but I kind of went from a master's program in holistic health in 1983 to Harvard Medical School's program in complementary and alternative medicine, the symposiums they did in 1997 and 98, and then over to... Uh, Germany and Switzerland. Um, actually, the guy, the medical doctor who I admire the most and who changed my life is a Dr. Thomas Rao, who started the Paracelsus Clinic in, in the late 90s, early 2000, because I had a nurse, a you know, registered nurse who was doing integrative nutrition, helped my daughter with her sinusitis. Then she came in and said, Jerry, there's a um, change to my medical history. I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And I was like, oh, are you going to Sloan Kettering in New York? And then she's like, hell no, that's a meat grinder. I'm going to the Paracelsus Clinic to Dr. Thomas Rowe. And she said to me, you need to come over. You need to meet this guy. And I was like, who? Rao? I never heard of it. You know, he's a medical doctor in, in Switzerland. And he was the first medical doctor that I ever knew 
where if you had any kind of cancer, any kind of immune disease, autoimmune disease, or anything that modern medicine would just throw drugs at, the first thing he would say is open your mouth. Mm. You root canals? You have any heavy metals? You have any uh, BPA composites? You have any jaw cavitations? You have, you know, that's what he would be looking for. And because he realized that that dysregulates your entire body, your mouth, body, you know, that's why I keep picking up the book. <laughs> the mouth body connection. Mouth. I, well, I saw, I remember, I remember years ago before it was taken down from Netflix. Um, and actually I think I saw it on Gaia was the documentary root cause. And I remember they have a patient in there who had root canals and then uh, they remove the root canals, clean it up. And I think she I think that was a case study where her cancer went away and all kinds of chronic health conditions, but she was just one of many where just like you said, you've had many patients where you clean up the mouth, clean up the root canals and, you know, chronic health conditions go away. And it makes so much sense since our mouth is so yeah. connected, but they're, they're called yeah. vestibulos. Vest, vestibulos. How do you say it? That are connected through the mouth, the little, uh, meridians or the, the, the meridians? I think they're called vestibulos, the little tiny um, tunnels uh, that can trap bacteria that lead, you know, through the jaw into the tooth, the little tiny tunnels. Oh, lymphatic, or you mean the tubules? Uh, tubules, tubules, the tubules, Is there you go. Tubules. And, and so basically, like, what, what that's why root canal doesn't work, by the way, because every tooth has thousands, you can't sterilize a tooth. It's like a sponge. It's got thousands and thousands of microtubules where there's fluid flow and all kinds of things. And by the way, each tubule can have three strep bacteria across it all the way down. And when you try to disinfect the tooth from the inside out, at best, even with a laser, you can go like a thousand microns, but not more than that. Mm. And so <clears throat> if you have a, an abscess, uh, my advice would be a root canal is not a good choice um, that because <clears throat> you're still going to have residual infection. So, um, so instead of a root canal, <clears throat> you know, have the, have the tooth pulled, you recommend having the tooth pulled. I, so, my, my, I, you know, I always, I'm, you know, I'm required by my, my licensure to give patients options for care. And I do have patients who go, Oh no, I don't want to lose the tooth. I want to keep the tooth in there. So it's like, okay, you want endodontic therapy, I can refer you to some of the top endodontists in New York, but you should know that 100% of root canal teeth will still show signs of infection and inflammation. At best, you know, I would say, you know, five to seven years uh, is, is probably before you start to see mm -hmm. the breakdown and decomposing of the tooth. But you know, there are people who still, you know, they're afraid to lose the tooth and whatever. So I'm required by my license to give them options to care. If I told them what I would do personally, personally, I would remove the tooth, disinfect the bone, let it heal and do a ceramic implant. And how do you disinfect the bone? You use ozone and, and other things? Laser, ozone. Um, uh, we have, I use a... Um, hydrosol silver as a wound disinfectant, but the laser is great because the laser really disinfects and then it decorticates the surrounding bone, which stimulates the bone to regenerate and heal. That's what you want. You want good regeneration and healing. Now, is there cavitations found 
in the jaw underneath every single root canal that's ever been done that you know of? Or what's the percentage? Is that common? It becomes more and more common the longer the root canal is left in the mouth. So initially, you don't, I, I don't even see it radiographically at all. Doesn't mean that, you know, microscopically there isn't stuff going on, but it's not visible. But you start to see these dark areas forming around root canals after the more time that goes by. I would say five plus years, you start to see these cavitation formations. And what's interesting is that you can't see it on a two-dimensional little x-ray. You really need 3D because you have dense cortical bone here and dense cortical bone here where my head is, is the cavitation, but it's superimposed when you're like that. So you really need to look 3D. And it's a lot of times I see a lot more cross-sectionally that I could never see from straight on or what we call a longitudinal view. So that's why 3D cone beam is really important. Everyone should get one. And very often when you Everyone, go in and... Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, very often when you go in and cut open that cavitation, it's filled with all kinds of bacteria, fungus, you know, festering in there. Yeah, right? by the way, when I, when I take out a root canal tooth, I use paper points and I absorb the fluid in there. And I absorb all of the fluid in the uh, in and around that tooth. I'll take a sample with sterile paper points and I'll send it out for a bioresonance report on what pathogens are there. And uh, it's, it's amazing what I see. I have here's someone with a cavitation. Look, look at some of the organisms here. Lyme, Borrelia, parasites. I mean, this is, uh, these are the reports I get. Candida, streptococcus. Yeah, yeah, Here, here's another one. Two Lyme markers, Borreliosis. So you see the look, you see the parasite, tons of parasites. Wow. And that's the trap that you see in and around these things. Nathan, I love to teach and I love to share this information because I mean, I see my role, I see my calling at this stage in my life to really educate and teach, not just the public, and I love your podcast, but I, I mean, we really have to teach the professionals. 100%, 100%. And, and not, not just, you know, dentists and medical and healthcare professionals for them to understand this, you know? Well, they, I, have but, a lot um, of health, I have a lot of healthcare professionals that are on my list that watch my podcast and listen to right it. On. You're already reaching, Beautiful. you know, probably 30% of our, you know, I got a quarter million people on my list. So 30% of them are healthcare professionals. So wow, you're already reaching a lot Impressive. of them, but Jerry, I know we covered a lot already and uh, I still have like 50 other things I want to talk with you about. We got to do, <laughs> we got to do a part two. This has been awesome. Uh, I know you got to go. You got a patient waiting there, but I want to say number one, thank you for coming on the podcast. Uh, this has been awesome. Number two, we're going to get into more solutions for people as well in, you know, let's definitely do a part two. Um, and uh, man, it's just always ha great hanging out with you, learning from you, spending time. So I, I appreciate you, man. Same here. Same here, Nathan. I, 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 I talk to Jerry part one, everybody stay tuned for Dr. Jerry part two. <laughs> I can <laughs> awesome. talk for hours, you know, but I, I also have a schedule and everything, but anyway, I totally enjoyed this time we had, and I look forward to uh, getting this back on, uh, for part two. Same here. Thank you. Appreciate it. Take All care. Right. Thank you for listening to the Nathan Crane Podcast. Please make sure to subscribe and share this on social media. 
Then head over to NathanCrane.com for your free ebook. So when we're talking about, you know, what are these underlying causes and conditions of these chronic diseases, cancer, diabetes, heart disease, they all have very similar, if not identical causes. And that's the thing is when we get to the root cause of these diseases, we can not only prevent these diseases from ever happening, but empower our bodies to heal from them. In every one of our cells, we have tens and hundreds of thousands of chemical reactions that are happening every second that are cycling uh, back and forth. It's like sort of a, a yin and yang. And you know, for me, the soul, soul's purpose is evolution. It doesn't care about comfort, it cares about evolution. Mm. And so I think so long as we are following our soul, then we will evolve. And I think what sometimes blocks us from living our purpose, from manifesting that next level of our expression, is we have not evolved. There is also a time for letting go all the expectations and relax and just breathe and be grateful for what you have achieved. <laughs>